I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ah, 2010. How time flies. A year when I look like this and WWE looks like this. But as the years go by, the secrets of the past tend to come out. And with that in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 things you didn't know about WWE in 2010. Number 10. DX say Goldberg is not Hall of Fame worthy. Although Triple H and Shawn Michaels were both out of action in 2010, that didn't stop the DX boys from making headlines and causing a bit of controversy. The two reunited for a series of media appearances intended to promote the forthcoming WrestleMania, and they were asked about the possibility of Bill Goldberg entering the WWE Hall of Fame during an online interview. Triple H, who has a long-standing real-life feud with the man, had this to say, As far as the Hall of Fame goes, it's tough. We have a unique business, and we do try to do a legitimate Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, look at all these guys that are in it. We try to honour the guys that deserve it. Just using Bill as an example, how many years did he wrestle? Not many. Now, whilst it wasn't so surprising that the game questioned Goldberg's Hall of Fame credentials, the two men have never gotten along. What was more surprising was when Michaels chimed in with the following. To me, he's not even in the ballpark. Not because he's not talented, but greatness doesn't happen in a few years. Ouch. At least it all worked out in the end, eh? Number 9. Edge was openly talking about retiring. Edge returned to WWE at the 2010 Royal Rumble after over six months on the sidelines with a torn Achilles tendon. He came back strong, winning the match and going on, of course, to contest a main event feud with Jericho in the spring. However, by the time June rolled around, Edge was already confiding in his peers that he wanted to retire by 2012. Edge, who had suffered a host of serious injuries in the last seven years, felt like his body was telling him to stop. It was clear he was still in a lot of pain. Edge wouldn't end up making it to 2012, though being forced to retire in April 2011 as a result of spinal stenosis. Well, at least retire for a bit before he made Adam Nicholas explode by returning at the 2020 Royal Rumble. Number 8. The Reasons Behind the April Releases 
WWE went on a post-WrestleMania talent cult tear on April 22nd, 2010. Some of the names on that list came as a shock to fans. They couldn't all be due to cost-cutting measures, could they? Mickie James was a multi-time women's champion and a constant fixture on WWE TV. Shelton Benjamin had been in WWE for a decade, eight of those years spent wrestling on television, and Funaki had been with the company since the late 90s and was considered a WWE lifer. So what happened? Well, here are some of the individual reasons for their releases that you may not have heard about. Mickey James, for example, was released because of several run-ins allegedly with Batista. At one point, Batista, again, allegedly threatened to quit the company if James wasn't released and The Undertaker had to step in. For Shelton Benjamin, the gold standard was given his pink slip because many in the company were frustrated with his inability to push through to the next level, believing him to be lazy and coasting through the job. There's Mike Knox, who was a favourite of WWE stars Triple H and Shawn Michaels, but was accused of not carrying himself like a star backstage. For Funaki, the Japanese wrestler was only saved from repeated cuts due to his close friendships with John Laurinaitis and Shawn Michaels. Once HBK retired, Funaki was then released. And then there's Katie Lee Burchill, who was apparently just making up the numbers in an already crowded Divas division. Brutal. Number 7. Animosity towards Sheamus in the WWE locker room. After spending two years working in WWE's developmental territory, Sheamus was called up to the big time in June 2009. And then, suddenly, a few months later, he was thrust into a main event program with John Cena and shockingly downed the Cena Asian leader at TLC in December to capture his first WWE Championship. So, how did the Irishman land this gig so fast? Simply put, it was allegedly because he was good friends with Triple H. Yes, the Celtic warrior and the cerebral assassin bonded over bench presses in the weight room. Whilst the relationship was and is a legitimate one, by early 2010, some were beginning to tire of Sheamus's supposed sucking up. Most were of the opinion that, had Sheamus not buddied up to Triple H, that he wouldn't be the recipient of such a big push. And wouldn't you know it, guess who Triple H picked to work with him at WrestleMania? Yeah, no prizes for guessing Sheamus. Number 6. The Raw crew were stranded in Europe due to the volcanic ash cloud. When a volcano called... Yeah, I'm not even attempting that one. Erupted in Iceland in 2010, it caused a giant ash cloud to hover over Europe. This meant that air travel was severely restricted. Unfortunately for WWE, its raw crew of superstars were finishing up a European tour when all of this went down. Many raw superstars just simply couldn't make it out of Europe, and so SmackDown talent, their crew had made it out, were drafted in to fill in for them. The April 19th episode of Raw was renamed Monday Night Smackdown and boasted matches such as The Undertaker vs. Jack Swagger and Triple H, Rey Mysterio and Edge vs. CM Punk, Chris Jericho and Luke Gallows. Lillian Garcia, recognising that her then-former employer was in a jam, kindly volunteered her services for the night and her reward for this act of selflessness was Triple H taking a dig at her over-the-house mic for having a horse face. Classy. Number 5. Tiffany released for assaulting her husband, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was a big favourite of Vince McMahon back in the day, primarily due to his good looks, long hair, decent physique 
and height. I know, McMahon liking a wrestler mainly for superficial reasons. Well, I never. The Scott was thought to be a surefire future WWE champion, which I suppose technically nowadays was true, and was brought back to WWE TV as Vince's chosen one in September 2009. WWE pushed his televised winning streak and continued to reference his supposed destined greatness. Then, all of a sudden, he surrendered his winning streak in a tame match with Kane on the February 26th episode of SmackDown. Suddenly, he found himself being de-pushed. However, as disappointing as things might have been on screen, they were a whole lot worse in his personal life. McIntyre made headlines in August when his wife, WWE diva Tiffany, was arrested after supposedly assaulting him in a hotel room. The newlyweds had been attending a party at the Playboy Mansion, but once they returned to their quarters, things turn nasty. WWE suspended Tiffany for the incident, eventually releasing her on November 19th. Number 4. Serena Deeb released for breaking kayfabe? Serena Deeb made quite an impression in her WWE debut when she became the first woman to have her head shaved completely bald by wannabe spiritual leader and supposed straight-edge saviour CM Punk. It was a welcomed break for Deeb, who'd been busting her ass on the indies for the previous five years. Serena was a valuable member of the roster and, along with Luke Gallows, definitely added something to Punk's act. She was a featured player on SmackDown and was getting good reviews from her peers and her fans, which is why her August 20th release was so shocking. What had caused Deeb to be let go? Well, the main reason was that she wasn't living the gimmick, apparently. See, as a member of the Straight Edge Society, Deeb was supposed to abstain from alcohol. Punk's charge had been indulging in one too many heavy nights of partying for WWE's liking, and believing she wasn't taking her role seriously enough, the company decided to let her go. Thankfully, no, now she's mint in AEW. Number 3. Edge and Chris Jericho argued with John Cena on the SummerSlam finish. Oh, the Nexus. Things started off so well with their shocking invasion of Raw in June 2010. It was a powerful angle and a big statement. Clearly, these men were to be taken seriously. They were a threat to WWE. Just not to John Cena, apparently. At the end of the Nexus versus Team WWE elimination match at SummerSlam, Cena survived a DDT on the concrete to come back and easily beat Justin Gabriel and Wade Barrett. It was a senseless decision that did irreparable damage to the Nexus guys. Many online and in the wrestling press couldn't believe WWE had booked such a short-sighted finish, and it emerged in December 2013 that Edge and Chris Jericho were dead set against the finish and even argued with Cena about it. Had Cena chosen to listen to the veterans' advice, we might now be discussing the Nexus as one of the best stables in WWE history. As it is, the whole thing goes down as a colossal disappointment. Number 2. Intoxicated Hardy Boys shoot on CM Punk in a bizarre video. CM Punk and Jeff Hardy had one of the most critically and commercially rewarding rivalries of 2009. The likeable, free-spirited Jeff and the preachy, heelish punk made for natural adversaries. Their promos and angles were fantastic and they delivered between the ropes too. However, behind the scenes, things were not all well. The two men's personalities clashed and Jeff was deeply offended when Punk got a promo at him at Breaking Point in October in which the straight-edge superstar admonished the charismatic enigma 
for his high-profile September 11th arrest. It should be noted that Punk did that promo under orders from Vince McMahon, though. And then this video, which was posted in December, showed an intoxicated Jeff shooting on his former foe. Jeff questioned Punk's lifestyle choice, called Punk a nerd, and claimed that he made Punk a mother-flipping superstar before telling him, <clears throat> Q. Jeff's most damning attack, however, was his claim that Punk took Ambien to go to sleep. Ambien is a prescription drug, which Jeff was insinuating would make Punk's drug-free lifestyle a sham. Panning to Matt, Jeff's brother added that whenever Punk's then-girlfriend had a problem with him, Matt was the guy she would call. Number 1. WWE Pyroman accidentally sets The Undertaker on fire. Yes, of course, we all know this nowadays, but back then, WWE really didn't want this one getting out. If there is one WWE wrestler you don't want to accidentally set on fire, it's probably the bloody Undertaker. Few performers are as respected or feared for real than the dead man. So the WWE pyro guy must have been saying a prayer or two when he inadvertently sent a fireball the phenom's way during his entrance at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Taker, the reigning world heavyweight champion, was making his way to the ring to defend his crown in the chamber when something went horribly wrong. Instead of his trademark fireballs appearing either side of him, one was set off in the middle of the entranceway. Unfortunately, Taker bore the brunt of it, suffering first and second degree burns to his face, neck and chest. Fortunately for him, his hat and long trench coat shielded him partially from the flames. It could have been a lot worse. Ever the pro, Undertaker worked the match as scheduled despite being in severe pain and discomfort and when he got backstage, he reportedly, understandably, went absolutely ballistic over the botch. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.